North Omaha History Podcast made possible by our patrons, Jay Hanna, Wanda Lewis, Ian Schneider, Lori Schwartz, Christine Gerber, Jody Lavallo, Jim Collison, Abby Hightoff, and the Great Plains Black History Museum, open Thursday through Saturday from 1 to 5 at 24th and Grant. Please go to patreon.com slash Omaha and become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. We'll give you a free gift. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. After long, busy weeks in hot downtown Omaha offices, business leaders wanted to relax and enjoy the splendor of their wealth. Crammed against busy urban streets and filled with reminders of work, their swanky Gold Coast homes weren't perfect settings. Instead, they built lavish country estates as getaways for their families. Far north Omaha's bucolic settings included the rolling hills west of Florence. Okay, Adam, what is Arlena Lodge? Imagine it's 1905. You go to open your copy of the Omaha World Herald that the newsboys just left on your front stoop. And it's the first thing in the morning. You open it up, and here's a two-page spread on Arthur Brandeis' Country Escape. That's right, Steve. It was a, a heralded place, the Arlena Lodge, the beautiful home of an Omaha merchant, said the World Herald. It featured these wonderful pictures um, that showed the swimming pool at the lodge, and it showed the looking north through a pergola. It had this beautiful pergola lined with wonderful, huge wisteria flowers. Uh, it had a gorgeous fountain and all kinds of the grandchildren and, and nieces and nephews all around the lodge. And well, basically, Arlena Lodge was the Arthur Brandeis's family's country escape. It was located west of Florence. So if you can imagine going out Mormon Bridge Road today, it's right on the west side of Mormon Bridge Road across from the Forest Lawn Cemetery. That was the land that was the Brandeis country home escape. That's right. Today it's called Raven Oaks. The entire neighborhood was built on top of more than 500 acres that Arthur Brandeis had amassed uh, as part of his country escape. So, in this time, at the turn of the century, going into the 20th century, it was super fashionable for these uh, industrialists and capitalists and businessmen to have their summer homes. And they had them all over Omaha. They had them down south somewhere and out west somewhere. But the part that I'm really concerned about, the part that I'm really interested in, were these rolling country escapes that happened west of Florence, north of Florence, up into the Ponca Hills, west of uh, 60th and 72nd Street, and just way out, it seemed like, uh, for Omaha at that point. These guys would build these homes that were elaborate. Uh, Arthur Brandeis' house out in the country, it had, uh, it was a... Built on an original bungalow, they added an entire Italianate kind of Mediterranean feature to it uh, that had a second floor deck that surrounded the entire thing with gigantic art porches going into the first floor. There was a trophy room covered with fancy uh, stuffed animal heads, uh, lots of taxidermy, and 
all kinds of fishing gear and other materials. And Arthur Brandeis, the scion of the Brandeis store, uh, his father was Jonas Brandeis, who actually started the entire enterprise. Arthur inherited it and ran it himself for a long time. Well, he wanted that place to get out to. So he'd take his wife and daughters out there and they'd have just a great time. Uh, he'd invite the rest of the family. And, and it was just a really remarkable place for people to be. There were grapevines covering everything. Like I said, that pergola, it went on for a, about a quarter mile. Imagine that, just the nice framed wood that just extended down the driveway. And you could walk in between this giant pergola and it was just a beautiful feature. The, the wisteria and all of these different kinds of exotic plants, local plants, and just everything growing and in bloom. The Brandeis family had a huge wedding that happened there. One of Arthur's daughters got married right there at the estate at the country home. And it was, I mean, just, just this lavish thing that was covered with white dresses and beautiful pink dresses for the matrons. And all of the men wore fancy tuxedos. And it was that place, that kind of regal sense of fanciness. Now, one of the interesting things about Art is that he was renowned. And, and his Arlena Lodge, where he entertained his guests and had all kinds of friends out there, they were renowned for Brandeis' own collection of fancy ducks and spectacular chickens. That's right. He had countless flocks of poultry all over the place, and he was so proud of them. Showed them at fairs all over the region and won awards and all kinds of things. And they were beautiful birds. But Brandeis, Arthur Brandeis himself, collected them himself. Pretty cool stuff. You know, this is the very same guy who... Uh, donated the the land that eventually became the Fontenelle Hotel. Uh, before that, in 1898, his family was super supportive of the Trans-Mississippi Exposition. Arthur was in the theater business, too. He started the Brandeis Theater that was at 17th and Douglas in 1910. And then just a couple of years later, he started the Empress Theater uh, that was built in 1912, and it was at 15th and Douglas. Brandeis's name wasn't just in the store downtown. It was all over downtown. Arlena Lodge really reflected that sense of high and mighty importance in town. Uh, it was covered with lattice and had a lot of hardwood detailing throughout the entire house. What we'd think of as craftsmen today, then it was just good woodwork. And we're talking about, you know, beadboard on the ceilings and very fancy wainscoting and all kinds of exquisite detailing around the house. The hunt room itself was covered with, like I said, uh, taxidermy, but there were also rifles and bows and arrows and spears. And then there was uh, the living room, the sitting room. Uh, sorry, I'm going to get them mixed up. The sitting room had, you know, a, a beautiful bird cage and all kinds of family portraitures on the wall and a piano. I mean, this was really a place where they came to hang out and just relax. They, you would stay out at the country house for a couple weeks in a row or maybe a month and just really enjoy it out away from the city and the busyness. But an interesting thing happened to Brandeis right around 1914, before the Great War. Uh, he decided that he wanted a big change. He wanted to do something different and see if he could move up in the world. So uh, Brandeis took his entire family and they moved out to New York City. Brandeis was hired as the first vice president of the Stearns Brothers store, which was a huge department store there, a lot bigger than his own family store in Omaha. And uh, he moved the entire family out there and left his mark back on Omaha and took off. But it only lasted a year before he came back to Omaha. Apparently, he didn't like it too much in the big city. And uh, he came back to Omaha to manage his real estate and his business interests and keep going at it. In 1912, 
Brandeis's brother, Arthur Brandeis's brother, Emil, E-M-I-L, died in the sinking of the Titanic. It was this terribly sad story where Arthur's wife went to pick up Emil from Halifax, Nova Scotia, where his body was recovered and sent to. Emil was buried at Prospect Hill. Hugo, who was Arthur's older brother, died a year later. And he said that it was said that he died from grief at the loss of his brother, Emil. Emil was a big party guy and did all kinds of exotic things, both in Omaha and around the world. But everybody was so tore up about that. So then it must have been really hard when in 1916, Arthur Brandeis himself died from a botched appendicitis surgery. And he just croaked. And that was that. The family had sold off Arlena Lodge and they drew back into the city. Uh, of course, Brandeis went on for several years after that and continued its growth with Arthur's relatives and things kept moving. But Arlena Lodge was never the same. Eventually, it was turned over to developers and became what we know as Raven Oaks today. And still today, we can go out to that intersection, that area along Mormon Bridge Road across from the cemetery, across from Forest Lawn. And we can get that sense of standing on top of a hill and looking around to see the forest, to see the fields, to see the spaces that Emil loved so much when he visited his brother out there at the lodge. And that Arthur himself, that's where he kept his chickens and his ducks. And it will probably always live in the Brandeis family's memories, but now it can live in our memories too. And that's the story of Arlena Lodge in North Omaha. The North Omaha History Podcast is available on your favorite podcatcher, including Stitcher, iTunes, and Podcast Republic, Google Play Music, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.